the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday. Always great on a Friday. You can call with anything that's on your mind, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can change the topic. You can continue on the same topic. If you have a Bible question or a comment about something in the news, just go ahead and give us a call, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Writer's Strike is being joined by the Actor's Strike here in uh, Los Angeles and uh, everywhere. I cannot believe it, quite frankly, how far apart we are on so many things. You know who this is? Do you recognize the voice? This is the uh, Screen Actors Guild uh, chairman. Uh, it's Fran Drescher, the nanny. That's who, that's who this is. How they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. They stand on the wrong side of history at this very moment. We stand in solidarity, in unprecedented unity. Our union and our sister unions and the unions around the world are standing by us as well as other labor unions. Fran Drescher is um, speaking of the outrage of um, what's happening in uh, that business. And a lot of it has to do with uh, artificial intelligence and uh, that kind of thing because of what that means for actors. And a lot of it has to do with how much executives are being paid and how little some other actors. I mean, you're big actors with the names and the big movies and stuff. They're getting paid plenty. But, you know, there's a lot of people in this business and many of you listening are in this business. It's tough and it's a tough economy for everybody in any industry, I think, in uh, Southern California. Um, speaking of what are you going to do in the heat, some people are going to pick it. That's what they're going to be doing in the heat. And we'll talk about that here a little bit this hour. It is Open Line Friday, so we'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Barbara in Covina, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Well, hello. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome, Barbara. How are you today? I'm pretty good. I'm thinking about all this stuff that's going on around us, and I can't help but to think back in the day. Now, my I lived with my grandmother, and she was one of the first people in the neighborhood to get TV. Mm-hmm. So that's just where I'm at, but... Um, I remember it was a big deal on what could be said, and so you had to watch your language and even watch your topics. 
And I remember there was a lot of education going on, teaching people how to do various things around the house or community. But then in the late 50s, 60s, um, we started becoming very liberal about what we can say and do on TV. Yeah. And it's just exploded forward. And not only that, it's overflowed into our into our daily life. Yeah. In the yeah. Uh, I want to catch up our our listeners here. Um, the in the last hour we talked about uh, Disney a little bit and the trouble that Disney's having. And one of the things I pointed out is that my kids have pointed out to me that not only do the Disney movies have uh, you know language PG and R rated language in them now, but it's often the good guys who are using that language and not even the bad guys, which maybe doesn't make a difference, but it's it's notable to my my son. He he noticed that, and that the world yeah. is, has changed that way. I mean, Barbara, you're talking about an era where. You know, on TV, you couldn't say something and you put, uh, you know, you put, you know, Lucy and Ricky in separate beds. Exactly. Right. Remember that? And I mean, it caused some question as to how little Ricky came along. Right. But most people could figure that out. Well, one of the things that um, I just drew a blank. I'm sorry. Well, we were talking about Um, just how things have changed. You know, over time, do you do you do you think there's a way yeah. to get back to that era, or is it gone? Well, I think it's gone because um, I don't like watching things on that are new on TV or the theater or concerts or all that because it offends me. And so I have gone back to um, the old TV shows only to find out. That, um, I mean, it's been there all along, but I hadn't noticed it as much as I am now. Mm. Is everybody smoking and drinking? There was, a, and that's an interesting thing. There was a lot of smoking and drinking in the old TV shows. Yeah. Right? And, and then like Betty Boop, mm-hmm. you know, that oh, was yeah. very sexual and a few others. But anyway. Yeah, we, we um, exaggerate uh, the purity of the past sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it's just each time we allow something, we are taking the consequences, good or bad. You know, yeah. there is, as we move forward, you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, Barbara, thanks for calling and sharing those things on the Pastor Scott show. You know, I think, uh, uh, you know, she said consequences. You know, we you don't do something without some kind of effect. Um, you know, in the in the world of comedy and other stuff, I know some people who are part of that. You know, there are some comedians who use a lot of foul language who are not funny, who maybe you're only on the stage because you kind of mock them. There are some, though, who use some foul language sometimes, but they also have a clean act that they can do. And there are some comedians, in fact, I'll bet that some of the most popular comedians today, their act is mostly clean. Not all of them, but when I think of the ones who are at the top, most of them uh, are clean most of the time, you know, and I, you know, part of that is because you get a much bigger audience because you're not offending a whole bunch of people. Plus you can, you can go on TV or radio. There's still things that you can't say at certain hours or certain stations. Um, uh, and I think there's a lesson to that. You know, if you are somebody who is an entertainer, you do better actually to contain that stuff. It's harder work, but you can do it. 
And, you know, it used to be, if you wanted, it used to be that you had to go on The Tonight Show to really make it big, right? The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I don't know that it's the same anymore. But you can't go on that show if your act is foul. You can't. Uh, you've got to have a clean act. And uh, it matters. Those kinds of things matter. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Carlos in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. It's me again. Yeah. It's this time I'm not the last person. Huh? You're not the last. <laughs> A couple of times Carlos has called, you know, like one minute before we're off the air. All right, Carlos. Okay, I got three items. First, the, the tip, the meaning to ensure proper service. Can I change the service that S to smile without getting in trouble? Can you change? You, you clicked out for a second. Can you do what? You know that uh, I put a, uh, I don't know, acrimen or something, they call it. The tip is to ensure proper service. Instead of service, put smile. Oh, that's right. You were talking about tipping. Yeah, and that uh, ensure a proper smile. Yeah. And that second one is uh, how to beat the, the heat. Yeah, how do you beat the heat? How do you stay cool, Carlos? I mean, that electric fan... There is a knob over there, summer, counterclockwise, wintertime, clockwise, because the, the hot air goes up, and he sucks the air bottom from the hey. You can feel it through your legs right away. All right, Carlos, hold so still, because I'm, I'm losing your signal a little bit, but I'm interested in what you're saying here. Are you talking about the switch that's on a fan, like a ceiling fan, that changes right. the direction of the blades? Are you saying that one is for winter and one is for summer? Right. I was today years old when I learned that. I've, ne- <laughs> I've, never, I've never understood, other than the direction of the air, obviously. So is that the purpose? So explain it again, because you kind of clicked out. On your ceiling because. fan, there might be a switch that changes the direction of the blades, Mm-hmm. From the bottom, which is the uh, cold air is on the ground, which is the moisty ground, and then it lifts up because the ceiling is that's where the hot air from the, the ceiling, the roof. So wait a minute. If I want the if I want to cool down my room and I have a ceiling fan, what direction do the blades need to go? Summertime, clockwise. And then what happens? Yeah. So when it goes clockwise, what direction is the air going? From the bottom, he sucks the cold air from up. Now, counterclockwise, uh, counterclockwise is from the the air from the top blowing down, which is the hot air. So you're saying I'm so interested in this because I've never under, have you understood this before, Wilbert? I've never heard of this. All uh, right, so, and I think you're right, Carl. So. You want the, in the, in the summertime when it's hot, you want to take the cooler air from the bottom and push it up so that it circulates and out the hot air. Is that right? Or do I have it backwards? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So when that happens, then I don't feel the fan blowing right on me. I feel it kind of circulating in the room differently. And you're going to feel that the, the cold air is coming from your legs and you will see that you're cooling up better rather than getting a hot air from the top going down. I I have never heard this and I think you're <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to quit the show now and go home and turn on my fans. I got to figure this out. So by checking is get a toilet paper and put it over there. If the toilet paper goes up, you're right. This is summertime. 
if the the toilet paper is going down, blowing down, it has to be winter because you need the hot air from the top going down. Carlos, you're a, you're a genius. Do they do they ex- nah. do they explain that on the box and the ceiling fans or the instructions that I throw away before I install it? They somebody must. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Carlos, can but, I send you a book? Oh, we're we're going to okay. make you the, the winner of a, a book right now, see? Oh, wow. Not only did you call in enough time to actually get your thought out, but you just helped so many people who have never understood how that fan is supposed to work, and you've made this weekend cooler for a lot of people. Well, I tried to serve. And there's <laughs> the third one. How that uh, bleeping? The what now? And, you know, when you said the F word, you most right? always bleep. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say something, but I hope you bleep it. Well, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't do that. Uh, <laughs> it, it won't work. The, you know, the, if you're watching a movie, they bleep the F word. Right? On, t- on regular TV. They silence yes. it out. But see, they, they, uh, this is live radio, so you can't go there, Carlos. What happens is when people go there, they, they block you from ever calling. Oh, I see. Yeah, so let's not do that. I'm going to send you a book. Will you go on hold, and then we can get your address, and I'll send you something. Okay. All right. Thank you, Carlos. Uh, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. And hang on there for uh, Wilbert. He's going to get your uh, your information. I'm amazed. I did not know that. I've seen the... Uh, you know that switch. I don't particularly like the the fan like blowing right down on me. So I sometimes I switch it the other way. I had no idea that had to do with winter, summer, or hot or cold. I guess that means on a on a day when it's you want some more heat, you turn it the other way and it takes the hot air from the top of the roof and pushes it down in the rest of the room. Is that that's? I think that's got to be true. I'm amazed. I can't wait to get home and. Uh, and uh, share this information with uh, my family. We're going to have a very uh, scientific evening tonight. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday. We talk about anything you want to talk about, including how to beat the heat and uh, what that switch is for on your fan that I was today years old when I found out what that's for. 888-528-2557, Charles in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, I'll try to make it as quick as possible. I had a strong relationship with my grandkids. They're six and eight, girls six and the boys eight. Uh, well, she's seven now. Anyway, uh, my daughter lost her kids through drugs, alcohol, fooling with the wrong people, mm. to the father. And the father hates my guts also. He, long story short, they said that I will never see the kids. Last time I've seen them was like two months ago. We went to court. And uh, the court, they turned it over to the father. And I know right now they're asking about me what happened to Paul Paul. I want to see my Paul Paul. They used to spend the night. I take him to the park, and we had a real strong. And I was teaching them the God stuff and, you know, and everything. So all that's lost. And I, I know they're asking to see me, but my mother, uh, their mother, and the father will not agree to that. They hate me. They think that I'm the reason that she lost her kids. And I never had a relationship with the father. Mm. They was not. They they wasn't together. The mother and the, my daughter. Yeah. Are they are they married or they're not married? They're married, but separated. Okay, they're separated now, and the father has custody during this time. Yes. Okay. 
Um, well, Charles, I'm really sorry to hear this story. I wish it wasn't a common thing, but it is. There's a lot of people listening who are in a similar situation. Uh, Why don't they change that law? If you, if a grandparent had a strong bond with the kids, why why have the kids suffer and the grandparent? Why, why won't they change that law if they can prove that that that, uh, that there was a strong bond between, especially when they're young at that age like that? Why won't they just change that law? It's, it's not fair. Well, I think that the you know ultimately the parents are going to have the uh, the final say about their kids unless both parents lose custody for one reason or another. Um, and then what happens is you or one of the grandparents uh, often ends up uh, raising the kids. You know, the, more than the law, it's really a relational thing, right? Because what's happening is not illegal in the sense that they can allow you to see the kids and have a relationship. And that's really what we want to get back, right? Because it would be better if you have that relationship and it doesn't matter what the law says because you've got a relationship with your grandkids and your, uh, your daughter and uh, son-in-law. Uh, as long as he's a son-in-law or is your ex-son-in-law, if that turns out to be the case, right? So how long has this been going on? You said just a couple of months? Uh, yes. Uh, they just had the court thing about a month ago and and uh, turned the kids over to the father. Now, uh, did the court yeah. rule something related to your relationship, or is it just the father said, no, I have custody and they're not going to come see you? Well, before they 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 didn't object to me having visitation rights. But the second time we went to court, the father said they, they didn't, uh, it, it's up to the father, and they, he's not going to let me see the kids. And my daughter, she's not going to let me allow me. She said, you'll never see the kids because you're the reason that I lost my kids. You told the social worker this and that, and but the, the, they found out she had drugs in her system and other stuff. Yeah. So... She's very angry, and I, like I said, I never had a relationship with a son-in-law. So okay. I'm wondering what can I do or what to do. I know, you know, and yeah. Well, let me let me share a couple things with you, Charles. Uh, I mean, the first thing is, I hopefully in a little bit of time, you know, you'll be able to have that relationship again. The anger that your daughter has. Um, unfortunately, sometimes the response when people get caught in uh, drugs and other stuff, um, and they're looking for someone to blame and she's decided to blame you, but she's the one responsible. Right. And so what we want to do is, and she needs to also take responsibility just for her own health and her own relationship with her kids. Right. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that she needs to be responsible and not blame anybody. Right. Um, and the same is true for uh, your son-in-law. You know, it's not your fault. Uh, it's their fault. So you should, you should know that. Uh, so the first thing I would say is you need to be in prayer that their hearts get softened. I think that could happen over time here because people usually realize they're stupid when they're blaming other people for this kind of thing. Um, but you need to pray that she gets off the drugs and, and really wants to make that change. I think well, it, I've been praying. Yeah, been praying. because that's also best for the kids. And then pray for your kid, the grandkids. And, you know, don't don't give up and don't, uh, you know, attack your son-in-law. You want that relationship to, to happen. And so you keep trying and be kind um, and do the best you can with that. I'm going to give you a resource. Uh, you go to church somewhere, Charles? 
Yes, yes. All right. There's a group... Sometime I go to core church in Los Angeles. All right, all right, very good church. Yeah, Pastor Steve over there. Right. Uh, you know, uh, if you heard of the Legacy Coalition? No. The Legacy Coalition, it's LegacyCoalition.com. This is a ministry that is specific for grandparents. And what they're about is helping grandparents have a greater spiritual impact on their families. And there's a lot of resources there and opportunities to connect even with other grandparents, and you're going to find others in a similar situation. And they, there might be some great advice and some great encouragement for you by connecting with the Legacy Coalition. Okay. All right, so it's LegacyCoalition.com. Do you have web access? Uh, yes. All right, LegacyCoalition.com. Uh, uh, write that down and connect with people there and uh, be in prayer and give this some time, okay? So what's happened is something that if your daughter's on drugs, this needs to happen. She needs to be caught. There needs to be consequences. The kids do need to be safe. Do you think the son-in-law is also on drugs? No, no, I don't think, no, he's not on drugs. You don't think so? Okay, so that's good, right? right? So I think what you also want to do is to the best of your ability you know, try to uh, also pray for and have a good relationship with him. If he doesn't like you, you know, you're a likable guy, so he'll he'll come around, hopefully. He, he feels threatened, and he has to defend his wife, and they're separated. There's a lot of issues, obviously, that I don't even know. They um, won't even talk with me over the phone or let me say hello to the grandkids. Or... Yeah. Uh, go to Legacy Coalition. There's some events. There's a summit coming up uh, that they have in the fall. It's a really great ministry for anybody listening who is a grandparent. Um, and um, and connect there with some people. And uh, and don't give up, okay? Thank you. Charles, I've got, I've got to go to a break. I'm going to pray for you real quick, all right? Uh, Thank you. God, thanks for Charles and what's going on in his life. I pray for his grandkids that you would touch their lives. I pray that you would soften the hearts of his son-in-law and daughter so that he can have a relationship with his grandkids. Give Charles wisdom and encouragement and perseverance in uh, this trial. I pray that his daughter is healed of her addiction and that this family is healed. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Charles, Thank thanks, thanks for calling. Go to LegacyCoalition.com. I think you'll enjoy that, uh, being a part of that ministry. All right, it is Open Line Friday, and uh, I see your calls, Jackie and Maria and others. We'll get to your calls. It is Open Line Friday. The number is 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. Got something you want to say? God bless you, Pastor Scott. You do an awesome job. Call in now for Open Phone Friday at 888-528-2557. That's 888-528-2557. We'll talk about anything on your mind. Now back to Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. It is Open Line Friday. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. You never know what we're going to talk about on Friday because it's up to you. And today we're asking, one of the questions we're asking is, how do you beat the heat? And Oscar called earlier and told us about the switch on your ceiling fan that changes the direction that it goes. I thought that was about... Just the comfort of, do you want the air blowing on you or just sort of blowing around you? Because the air 
flow is different as the blades spin a different direction. But I looked it up. He's right. That switch is about winter and summer use. I said I looked it up. It said that in the in the the winter when it's colder outside and you want better heat in the house, that you can save fifteen percent. This website said on your heating costs if you adjust the ceiling fan correctly so it circulates the hot air that your heater might be putting out. I'm stunned at what I'm learning today. So you want it to be in the right direction because it's hot out for the right to circulate the air around your room. I don't know. you got to check that out. This is I'll bet that there are thousands of people right now checking out their ceiling fan. I've got a couple of messages already going, hey, it worked. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Maria in Covina, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm fine. Trying to keep cool. So I got a keeping cool story for the summer. Okay. Um, So 40 years ago, when my husband and I were newlyweds, we went to the beach. Mm -hmm. And I heard that uh, if you get a little bit of a sunburn after, put a little bit of eczema on your sunburn. So my husband and I came home, and he was really sunburned really bad on his shoulders and on his nose and what have you. So I reached in the medicine chest to grab my noxema, and I realized I was out of noxema. So I grabbed the next best thing. Then I think, oh, this would probably work as well, right? So I went ahead and had him lay on the bed, and I started rubbing it on his shoulders and his nose. And he goes, hey, this is working really good. What is this? I go, well, I ran out of noxema, so I got the next best thing. He goes, okay, it's working. Wait, it's not and he started screaming and yelling. I go, what's happening? It's not working. Goes, oh, my God, what did you put on me? And I go, Ben Gay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to keep cool, do not use Ben Gay. Use Noxima. All right, well, so there you go. <laughs> Poor husband. He jumped in the shower. We couldn't get it off for about an hour. So I wanted to share that story. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, you know Remember, what? Use Noxema, don't use Bengay. All right, that's a, uh, a good promotion there for using the right product, you know, if you are, are dealing <laughs> with the heat. Some people go to Death Valley and some people put Bengay on. It's, uh, both are probably a mistake. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I, I was getting a little worried. What in the world is she going to say? <laughs> she put on this poor guy. 888-528-2557, open line Friday, Pastor Scott Show. Jackie and Compton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, hi, Pastor Sam. Um, I mean, Pastor Scott, I'm sorry. Well, I can be Sam, I'm change, but I'm Pastor Scott. Uh, it's Scott, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to change the subject. Okay. Um, I, was listening, I was listening to your program. You have a program, 1130 to 12, you do like a little repeat. And I was listening to that last night. I was driving. And you and on that show they had a um, chaplain um, Rocha, and yeah. He's from the prison prison ministry. Yeah. And I was listening. I was listening to his story about his life, and um, it really resonated with me. And I just felt compelled to share my story. Yeah, his story um, is. I'll um, let people know just uh, briefly. We had him on the show a little while ago. Uh, he grew up, and uh, his his life growing up was troubled, and he ended up uh, his parents essentially abandoned him. He went back and forth between the United States and South America and ended up going to jail, accepting Christ in jail. And now he's a he's been a prison chaplain and now he's a corporate chaplain. It's a great story of redemption and uh, and change. I thought his story yeah. is very inspiring. 
Yes, and um, there was he shared that while he was in prison that he tried to commit suicide. Yeah, he was, and um, he heard a voice from um, he um, he thought that it was probably God. Like right in the and, act of committing suicide. So right he was, in the act. Yeah. Oh, yes, and I wanted to share that um, I was I accepted the Lord. But I fell away from the Lord because I lost my mom. Mm. My daughter ran away, and I was drinking. I was drinking pretty heavily. My daughter wasn't allowing me to see her, and she was pregnant at the time. And I just felt, I just felt like I didn't have any reason to live anymore. I wasn't close to my sister. It's a really dark time for me. And I literally, I was drinking. I I drank Jack Daniels, and I was waiting at a bus stop, and I just. I literally went in the middle of the street and laid down. You did. And I I, I thought about it before Hmm. I did it. This is, okay, it's hard for me to talk about, but I feel like compelled to do it. And I laid in the middle of the street, and I knew that the cars would run me over. But I heard a voice, and my voice that I heard was my mother's voice. But now I know it was God, and I heard her. She would say to me when she was mad at me, Jacqueline, get up. And I heard that, and it made me get up. And right when I got up, the police came. The police saw me do it. They, I've never been in the police car. I've never been in trouble in my life with the police. They put me in the back of the police car with handcuffs, never been back there. And I just started praying. And I was like, Lord, what did I just do? I was praying. I was just calmly in my, in my spirit, in my mind, praying, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen to me now. I really don't know. And literally the cops, I thought they were going to take me to a mental facility because what I did was completely crazy, completely nuts. And I thought I was going to end up in a mental facility. They drove me from Compton all the way to Gardena to a casino. It's the Hustler Casino. Mm -hmm. And they told me, get out. They, They took me out of the handcuffs. They did talk to me and ask me, why did I do what I did? And I basically explained to them why I did what I did. So they did talk to me. And then they just told me, get on your way, go. And I knew, I knew that that was God intervening. Yeah. I knew it. And I just got to share this too. I, this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get off because I know it's a, a, long, a, short, um, a long, short program. But um, my life from then to now, 10 years later, it's completely different. I'm, I'm, me and my sister are close. God, my daughter, I'm doing a lot better. I'm a grandma of seven beautiful children, and I'm having great relationships with them. And it's not me. It's God. And I just wanted to share that to anybody out there that's going through tough times. We have a great God, and he loves us so much. He loves every single one of us. And I was just very compelled since last night when I heard it. I was just, I've been thanking the Lord because, you know, I could, I could have been in hell. And who knows what my life would have been, yeah. my children, my grandchildren, my my children. And he's just, God is just so great. And I just wanted to share that. Well, thank you, Jackie. I know it's a deep subject, yeah. but I, I'm glad that you, so uh, I'm glad that you shared that. You know, there's people right now who are listening who need to hear that. And, thank you. And, uh, and, and how great it has been, because I think sometimes people just don't realize the, the great value that they have in the Lord. And you yeah. certainly do. Jackie, thanks yeah. for... And thanks. in a lighter subject, in a lighter subject, if you want to beat the heat and it's really hot outside, just wet your shirt, put it back on, and you feel a lot cooler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go run through I'm the sprinklers, right? Or, uh, you exactly. know, or run through the neighbor's sprinklers. That'll save you some yes. money. 
Yes. All right. Okay. Thank uh, you for letting me share. All right, Jackie. Well, thanks for sharing that story. You know, her story, it reminded me just of a passage in Isaiah that says, it's Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And it's the Lord speaking to Israel, but I think that it it is a principle for each one of us because we are God's people, right? Um, I have chosen you and I have not rejected you. That's in verse 9. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. You know, this is God's desire for each one of us and for your life. And sometimes when we're at this place of despair, we start to feel like we're not valuable or that somehow the world would be better off without us. That's not true. That's kind of the the mental difficulty or illness that sometimes comes along with the suicidal thoughts is that actually... Uh, you are valuable, and you're certainly valuable to the people who care about you. But more than any of that, you're valuable to God. He has not rejected you. Jesus has died for you, and he is with you. That's one of the things about God that is one of the greatest things. People say, well, what does God want from me? Well, he wants your your faith and your trust. That's the one we, we talk about all the time because that matters. You're saved because of that. But the reason he wants that is because God also wants something else from you. He wants to be with you. He wants you to know that he wants to be with you, that he loves you, that he does like you, that he made you, that he is grateful and, and happy that you are um, have been chosen and you're not rejected. And his, what he says is, hey, when you put your faith in him, when you trust him, he will strengthen you and he will help you. And he promises to uphold you with his righteous right hand. That's a promise of God when we trust him, when we trust him with our life and that he wants to be with us, that we're never alone, never. And we always have value because we're made in the image of God. That's true for each and every one of us. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. It's Open Line Friday. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Final segment coming up on the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, AI, This is a moment of history that is a moment of truth. If we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in trouble. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines and big business. Who cares more about Wall Street than you and your family? Most of Americans don't have more than $500 in in an emergency. That is Fran Drescher, who is the Screen Actors Guild president in giving a speech about why the actors have gone on strike. You know, she's bringing up some things that are these are issues that are real, I think, with this strike, but also with the writers strike. She's the Actors uh, Guild actor strike. I think I said writers, but the writers and actors who are on strike now that affects uh, really all of us in Southern California because it's such a major industry. Right. Because this strike 
that is ongoing. It affects hotels. It affects uh, the entertainment business. It affects the restaurants. It affects, you know, there's a there's a trickle effect that happens into everything around. So we need to be aware of, of this kind of thing. She talks about how the new world and technologies are impacting people. She mentioned AI. You know what AI is. Uh, so does our vice president. AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It's a, it means it's, artificial intelligence. It's a fancy thing, and it's two letters. AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. Is it fancy because it's two letters? I don't know. Anyway, uh, artificial intelligence, it's a big deal. I was showing a commercial that somebody uh, put together. I think it was for a soft drink. And it has a lot of people in the commercial. None of them are real. And I showed this to an actress friend of mine. And her in- immediate response, it was a couple months ago, her immediate response was, all of those poor actors are losing their jobs. She didn't mean the people in there because they're not real people. She was thinking the people who otherwise would have been hired to be in that commercial won't be hired because the computers can do it now. You know, it's a uh, now the thing is, I didn't think it looked that good, honestly, but it's probably heading in that direction. And one person can just generate that. We live in a weird time, right? This is uh, not the only industry that's going to be affected by artificial intelligence. Um, weird, weird time. 888-528-2557, open line Friday. You can call out anything you'd like, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. is going to be a hot, hot weekend, probably our, our hottest so far of the summer. How do you beat the heat? That's one of the things we've been talking about and learning new things. 888-528-2557. Uh, let's see. We're going to go to uh, Leslie. Leslie, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you doing? I'm good. Leslie, how are you today? Good. Are you beating the heat? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what I wanted to share was uh, one way me and my sister beat the heat a couple years ago when we were in middle school. So um, it was during the summer and it was super, super hot. It was like over 100 at the time we were living in San Bernardino. And we were on summer vacation. But uh, at that time, we had also got uh, bunk beds because me and her were sharing a room. And like most mattresses, they had a lot of, you know, the, the they were covered with plastic. So what we did, because we didn't have a pool at the time, was we would put water in the plastic and just like run around and slip on the bed and... You know, we we had thin carpet, so it, you know, nothing got damaged. But we told my mom, and I mean, she didn't get mad, but she looked at us like, "Are you serious?" Did you get mad at you for basically putting a slip and slide on the bed? Is that what you're describing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom would have had another reaction, I think. Yeah, yeah. My mom is, you know, she's not she's not too crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, I'm not saying that my mom is crazy. For the record, because she's probably listening. Hi, mom. (laughs) We all love our moms. (laughs) We do love our moms. And what my what my parents actually are thinking right now is uh, we're all nuts out here because they're in Phoenix. Oh, and it's it's 123 degrees and uh, we're just whining about stuff. They come out here and it's 100 degrees and they freeze. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah, that's a cool story, Leslie. And, uh, you know, do you have kids? Um, I don't just, you know, the four legged ones. (laughs) <laughs> all right, all right. Well, one day maybe, you know, uh, your kids will put a slip and slide in the house, and you can see how that goes. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Leslie, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott all right. Show. You're welcome. I had slip and slides, uh, and uh, I think they still have them. I don't know. I feel like there's like bumpers or something on them. Do they have that? Yeah, I don't know if uh, you've seen these lately. Have they changed that? Like when I had a slip and slide, you would like put it down in the hardest part of the lawn and slide on it and then uh, cut your face on the sprinkler that's right at the end of it. Something, like, And then you just keep getting on there because the water is spraying all the time and it washes the blood away. It was fine. Uh, different generation, different generation that uh, that we lived in. That's what we did, and we were fine. You know, nobody ever complained about it. It's like, you know, you've got a gouge in your face from the sprinkler, and mom's like, uh, just go down the slip and slide a couple more times and clean it out. That'll be fine. Then we'll spray that bactine in it, and you know, and that was that was exciting. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. How do you beat the heat? Uh, it, it is important, you know. We we have some funny stories that we laugh about, but I know that many of you uh, worry about it. Uh, in Phoenix, they're actually saying that uh, if the temperature gets up to one hundred twenty three, one hundred twenty five that uh, it's going to cause deaths, right? So it's a serious thing, and it's a serious thing. It could cause some people to lose their life here. So, you know, here is some advice. Drink more water. Uh, Just do it. Uh, And, uh, you know, it says uh, optimize your fans. That's on here, too. How do I not know this? This has been the most enlightening issue on today's show, that there's that switch on your fan that uh, changes the direction, and that's for winter and summer use. I'm just stunned at this. Um, don't use the oven. You got to cook, right? But I understand the oven heats the house. You know, I guess that probably works. Does it even matter though? Does my oven even increase the heat that much in the house? Maybe it does. Um, exercise comfortably. Exercise is good. I even read that uh, I drink coffee. Like whenever I go to a coffee shop, uh, the coffee is, it's what I order. I never order a foo-foo drink. It's what I call all the other drinks. You know, I just get a hot coffee, even on a hot day. I'm the guy who shows up and gets the hot coffee. But I heard that, I read somewhere that that actually does cool you down, but it's not the right thing. You're not supposed to drink coffee on a hot day because it's a diuretic or something. It dries you out. But uh, <clears throat> I've ignored that uh, to this point. But I like the the hot coffee on a hot day. It, it seems like a, a pretty good deal. Um, and uh, find a, a good cooling place. So if your air conditioner goes out or something like that, you know, there are places like public libraries or other places that are actually open for you that are cooling centers. You can Google it. There's some that the city provides or sometimes churches open up for that or other places. Uh, you might just need to go to a mall or someplace and hang out. Uh, but don't don't wait. If you're you're feeling like there's some danger, listen to that uh, during the heat and get out of the house and maybe you go do something fun. You can go to the mall and, and people watch and, uh, you know, imagine that you can understand what their stories are about. I do that all the time. Sometimes I like to just go and reminisce with people I don't know. Uh, it's a weird conversation, but if you find the right person, you just you can just go to the food court and have yourself a hot dog on a stick and uh, some enjoyable conversation. Um, 888-528-2557. We're almost done. I do hope that you uh, you keep cool for the weekend, and I hope that you go to church. And if you've thought about, uh, not just for the cooling and the air conditioner, if your church works, uh, my church, the air conditioner always broke on Sunday morning, but um, you should be in a fellowship. We had Dr. Robert Jeffress on earlier. He's going to be our speaker, one of our speakers at the Impact Pastors Conference that's coming up at uh, Azusa Pacific University on September 21st. And, you know, we talked about this. You can get it on our podcast. We talked about why so many people are out of church, but how necessary it is to be in a fellowship. 
And if you have somehow gotten out of the habit of going to church, if you have somehow just felt, uh, you know, disappointed or disconnected, uh, don't give up on church. Remember that the the church is is something that is a a gift. It's not perfect, and you're not going to have perfect people there, but you are going to have people there who have a perfect example to live up to. His name is Jesus, and the truth is is that being in the church is something that's vital for a time that we live in, and we're living in a time that's nuts, uh, absolutely crazy times. But we have nothing to fear because we have Jesus. And you're reminded of that when you are part of a body. If I could just encourage you, you know, if you have to find some other church than what you've been belonging to, go, do that. But get into a church, get into some kind of small group or or men's or women's group or some kind of Bible study that's going on. Study the Word of God, get to know people, and don't do it just for you. Go there so that you can minister to other people. When you when you have that attitude that I'm going to church so that I can be used by God in the life of other people, the people that God has placed in my life and also the people that God has placed in that church, when it's not about you, you get so many benefits from that. When it's about you, when everything is about, am I going to be pleased by the music and the sermon and the temperature and the carpet and the fellowship and the Bible? When it's about you, you're probably always going to be grumpy about it. But when it is about other people, when you realize that God has done something in you that other people need to have around, which is true, that's why we're part of the body, church becomes great. I don't know how you live without it. I don't know how I would. So if you haven't been in church, my encouragement, or if you haven't been for a while, be in church this weekend. Go worship, sing loudly, even if you're not a very good singer. You might just have to sit off to the side a little bit, right? But sing loud and enjoy the Word of God. Enjoy the fellowship. Invite somebody to go to lunch with you afterward, if that's your thing. And, you know, be the church. It's such a wonderful thing. Invite your neighbor to go. You know, find a neighbor who doesn't know the Lord. Say, hey, you don't go to church anywhere. I'm looking for a church. Let's go to some new church together and then go to lunch and talk about, you know, what you think. I bet that would be an amazing conversation. Just some ideas for you as you think about this weekend. God bless you. Stay cool. I look forward to seeing you on Monday from 3 to 5. This is the Pastor Scott Show. I'll see you next week. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.